Boats and hoes, boats and hoes. Hey, everybody. It's episode 57 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty Hanshaw and myself, Big Ron Partlow, coming at you. And we have a guest today, bodybuilding's favorite pirate, Ben Chow, on It's Just Bodybuilding. How's that? You like the favorite pirate part, Dusty? I do. I mean, I think it ties in the bandana. I hope he's wearing mm. a bandana today, or else we're not letting him on. Yeah. Let's I'll see fuck. if he's uh, ready to roll. We don't want to keep <clears throat> Ben waiting. He's on Texas time. Okay. All right, ben Chow. You got me? We yes. got you, man. We're not letting you go. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, uh, man, where do we start? We've been wanting to have you on for a while. You know, you're part of that... Uh, that UK crew, and uh, now you're part of the the kind of podcast crew, and of course your bodybuilding's favorite pirate is how I introduced you. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, I I, uh, I let the team down. I'm sorry. I went with the hats. I'm sorry. We yeah, were a little gonna, sad we, about that, but it's but it's it's camouflage, and you're in Texas, so I feel like you're embracing the whole Texas thing now. You got a? Have you gotten a truck yet? I think Hunter's gonna make you buy a lifted truck. Yeah. No, well, my my wife had a truck already, so um, that's now my truck. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Uh, I actually saw Hunter yesterday. His truck is like I'm six one. I need a fucking ladder to get into Hunter's truck. Holy shit, that thing's high. Well, yeah, he yeah. took a he had a video with uh, with uh, his daughter standing next to it, and she's not as tall as the tire. Yeah, and he he was saying. I think he actually said he's gonna bring it down a little bit. Because he was saying something like it's a little risky and he doesn't want to get injured falling out of the truck because it's a long <laughs> way down. <laughs> well, isn't that isn't that how Branch Warren tore his quad? He was getting into his truck and he slipped. Something like that, yeah. It's, uh, it's just a normal truck. So now you add all that risk factor. Fuck. Mm. You never it's know. Truck, no truck are big out here. Trucks are so, very big. So I want to ask you. You know, you you've. Man, the last couple of years, you've really been through a lot, you know, you uh, you left country and your life has completely transformed and, um, you know, everything's different for you now. So t- tell us, how did you meet your your wife? Um, I met her to, actually. You know, so this is a so my wife is uh, one of the managers for ProTan. I mean, I just you know, her, right. Yeah. Yep. So. Luke and I go to the Arnold in 2019 and we go to the tanning booth, uh, the pro tan thing and all the girls tanning. And I just, I knew him from the year before. So we're just chatting and hanging out. Anyway, they kind of took my look and thought, Oh, Denise, my wife, that's her kind of type of man. So she wasn't there that at that time she was working on the booth at the expo. So the next day, they were teasing me and being like, oh, you're already pale and pasty. Let's give you a coat of tan. When Luke comes, we'll give you a coat of tan, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like fucking 285, 290 soft, like, like a fucking beached whale, right? <laughs> so I get in the tent next to Luke's in one tent, and then I've got all the other pros, like the fucking classic. I peeled out of their minds, right? And then, 
And then there's me with my big fat white ass beaming out the back of this tent. Unbeknownst to me, they called Denise in as I'm in the fucking tent, right? So the first time she ever laid eyes on me, I didn't know because I'm facing the back of the tent. They're spraying my back and my big white moon ass is like this, right? Anyway, this is before, this is on the, the Friday. So on the Saturday, I didn't, I still didn't know. Like I turned around and I'm like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Like, but didn't yeah. talk to her. Then the next day at the night show, the girls were messaging me like, oh, do you have a spare ticket? Like, can, can we come sit with you? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, cause I had a pass and a, and a ticket. So they were like, oh yeah, one of our friends, Denise, she needs, uh, she needs a, a ticket. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I got one. I, le- I left it at the front. Anyway, they, all the girls came down just before Luke came out for finals. And uh, so they all sit down and I knew the three girls, so Carla, Kelly and Alyssa. And then Denise was there and they're like, oh, this is Denise. And she, so she went over and was like, oh, thank you for the ticket. And I kind of, I was with, uh, I don't know if you know who Rebecca Andrews is. She's a, a video yeah. in the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and Rebecca's uh, a lesbian, right? So I... Me too. <laughs> so I... I turned to Denise and went, oh, nice to meet you. And there was like this weird, like, you know, when you just like this yeah. weird pause. And I turned to back to Rebecca and went, holy shit, I nearly kissed her. Like, it was like a weird, <laughs> like, I was like, and she, and then so, so to Rebecca goes, God, yeah, she's really hot. And then from there, we, like, Luke gets off stage and then we go to the, every, you know, by the time you get off stage, everywhere's closed anyway. So we just go to the hotel bar. Luke had just come third. We ordered a bottle of Jameson's, took it to the room, and we just got sideways. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and the, weirdly enough, this morning, my wife was going through our pantry, and she, uh, she was like, oh, look, here's the Jameson. So we still got the Jameson bottle because it's got about half of it in it still because I kept it. So we got that out there. That's oh, man, yeah. that's, that's, that's a fantastic oh, story. So they awesome. totally match-made match that. They set you up. Oh, oh, sorry, I heard you back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so I, I still got the bottle of Jameson, and it's got about a third left in it. So I'm sure once I'm done with prep and she popped the baby, we'll get a little sideways again, and <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll toast one for Luke. That's awesome. So, so yeah, what what a story. Um, so that's how you met her, eh? and then how long did it take you to move to Texas? So I moved there right after the Olympia. So literally, we flew in. Luke and I flew into Vegas on the 7th of September, and I had four luggage with me, and that was it. I was here. So then wow. he, he did the Olympia. She was working the Olympia. He jumped on a plane back to the UK, and I hopped a ride to Texas. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, man. Um, what's the deal right now? You're a few weeks out from a show. You're training with Hunter and those lunatics at Destination. And yeah. uh, what's going on? Uh, well, that, that probably wasn't sensible because I'm trying to claw myself out of a hole on sod all calories. So um, I probably didn't need to do quite that. Like that, the sets we did, they have the off-season sets, right? Mm-hmm. They're not 10 days out sets. That's probably not what I needed to do. Um, so today I'm having to try to – I pulled cardio out. I'm 10 days out, so – Oh, wow. I actually, I actually am not 10 days out. I'm, I mean, I am, but I'm probably more like three or four weeks out. Um, I had a kidney issue a few weeks back, and it set me back. But 
it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And uh, with the baby due, I don't really have a sec a backup option. You know, I just have right. to try it. I'm gonna have to have a death week this week and just try and pull the last bit off. Uh, my upper body's where it needs to be. Uh, my legs, they they need a three three more weeks for in an ideal world. So. Is that uh, normal you can, for you to lose like that, uh, top top to bottom? My upper body, like in my off season, I still tend to have some abs and my, the front, like my right. front torso is always right. So my, my, my yeah, my front torso is always stays lean in my off season. Mm -hmm. So that comes in real quick anyway. Um, normally my legs come in, and then my back is the last thing. But since I've had this kidney issue, I've actually got nephrotic syndrome. Um, which means that my kidneys don't filter protein properly. So mm -hmm. I actually have excess protein in my urine, um, right. and it's causing some issues. I had uh, kidney damage back in 2018, which is why I semi-retired from bodybuilding. Um, and again, one of the things I did, I, I get blood work done quite a lot, but what I was doing was just going off of my EGFR and CK, mm -hmm. and they were... I'd actually improved those numbers, which I was very surprised about. What I wasn't doing was having, when I was going to have my test done, I wasn't doing a urine sample. Mm -hmm. And this urine sample that was showing that I was, my, my protein in the urine was, it was at a two plus, which is very high. Mm -hmm. And then my uh, blood albumin was very low, so I'm not absorbing correctly. Which is also um, no bueno for bodybuilding. <laughs> You're not using your protein. <laughs> Right. And so it, it, it's a catch 22 because I'm like, well, where do I go? I'm like, at this point, I was five weeks out and I'm like, well, what do I do? Like, well, like I don't want to pull the prep. I'm, I'm adamant I'm going to finish it, even if I have to limp through it. And I'm not, I'm not prepared to pull the plug on the prep. I'm not a pro. I'm not trying to push for a pro card. I just want to finish something I've started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, understandable. And, Denise is fully on board. We, we had a discussion. Um, I, saw, I chatted to Fuad. We had a discussion and we said, look, as long as I don't um, make the kidney condition worse. So right. we just had to make some changes and basically shut everything down supplementation wise. Mm -hmm. And I'm limping. I'm limping through semi TRT. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's well, doing man. Prep then? Is that you or Fuad or? Who's doing your prep, writing it? Oh, did he lose us for a sec? Sorry, yeah, I'm, my bad. Uh, let me shut some of my computer stuff down because I think he's... Yeah, I think those are notifications or something. Yeah, sorry. So sounds like so I was saying, who, who's doing your prep? Um, so I was working with Justin Harris, um, and then I kind of just... At this point, it was... At five weeks out, I just had to kind of go do my own thing and make some judgment calls. Um, I didn't want to put pressure on anyone and put my health in someone else's hands. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of limping through with some advice and some eyes from some friends. Right. Uh, nice. Rather than, you know, I didn't want, I really didn't want to put that pressure on anyone um, and, and look back and feel like, put them in a position where they, they, if I'm a coach and I see those numbers and see the thing, I say, hey, we're pulling the prep. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm not prepared to pull the prep, so I'm not prepared to put that on a coach. 
Right. That makes right. perfect uh, sense. I've had that with clients where they'll they'll reach out and uh, I see their blood work like right when we're starting and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to prep you. And yeah. they're, they can't understand. And I'm like, something happens to you. Then I did that. Even though you came to me with that, no one knows that. And all of a sudden, I got the reputation for whatever happens to your body. Yeah. You know, now I'm on pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. You know, and, and, and I like, I'd like to be able to give certain clients like disclaimers, be like, sign this. And then if you're yeah. not, because I say to everyone, like, blood work, even if they've, if they're natural. And they want to start their first cycle. I'm like, I want to see your blood work first, so we have a reference point, right? Yep. Yeah. I, like whatever. I it's something I didn't do, but I wish I did do. Right at the very beginning, I wish I'd got a full blood panel done, everything, so I knew what my baseline was. Mm-hmm. The first time I got blood work done, I think it was after my third cycle, right? And then by that point, I'm all out of whack. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where where does your where's your motivation come from for training and and getting in shape and and you know, what you're doing right now, wanting to finish what you started. Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. I, I, I think I have a slightly different uh, mentality than a standard bodybuilder because most guys in my position are trying to get a pro card, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to – and that to me is never – I think I did have that glimpse of a dream until I started training with Luke. Mm-hmm. And right. that, that grounded me and I went – Oh, it's, it's not that it's pointless, just know your lane, right? And mm-hmm. I can be as good as I can be, but for no amount of love nor money, am I going to be Luke, right? Right, right. And I, the same thing when I was training with Hunter and, you know, Brian, Hunter's training partner? Yeah. yeah. Him and I, we always joke, but we're the same person. So Hunter and Luke, and then there's me and him, and we're both decent amateur bodybuilders and then hunter and luke are the elite phenomenal and pros <laughs> yeah and and brian and i both do exactly what luke and hunter did right in terms of in the gym out of the gym food wise supplement wise identical and i i took a good run for four years with luke where i was signed off work so i lived a pro body lifestyle right i, I lived I would go around his house at eight o'clock in the morning and I would, I'd leave his house at eight o'clock at night and we'd go to the gym and, and I just watched my body change versus his body change and it grounded me and went, ah, there's a level, there, there's levels. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be, I can improve and I can be better and I can always be better. Yeah. But don't kid yourself that you can ever get to, because it, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I just want to be the best I can be. Um, I'm, I'm from a science background, and I like to just exp- use myself as an experiment. So mm-hmm. it's very easy for me to outline a plan. And so a prep for me is, a, is an experiment, right? It's a, it's a thesis. I, I, I hypothesize if I do X, Y, and Z, I'll get in shape. Off season right. is the same. Off season, if I do X, Y, and Z, I put on five pounds of muscle. I put on like whatever, and I just like tinkering with the variables and watching what happens. And the gym thing's always been an easy thing for me because I grew up in a small town and was very. My father, like I was an athlete, and my dad pushed me and pushed me and pushed me, and I was always training my own. So I'd go out road running on my own. I'd take the 
a soccer ball out into that garden and I would just drill for hours and hours and hours mm -hmm. just because I, I was of the mentality of like repetitions, repetition equals, equals progress, right? The more I practice something, the better I get at it. Right. And uh, that, that mentality is perfect for bodybuilding, right? Yes. They mm -hmm. just, just hands right over. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, that's, I did say this last week though, because since moving to Texas, I've trained on my own mm -hmm. and I thought I was doing enough. And it's not the same. Right. Like I can train hard and I can train heavy, but there's 5% more. Like those sets I put up yesterday and last week with when I was training with flex last week, there's just that bit extra. Um, as good as Denise is when she was not pregnant, like she can help me and spot me and things like that. Since the last six months, she's been, you know, she can't help me. And I'm literally in the gym on my own. There's no one else in there. Like no one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like through that window, that's where our gym is like 10 yards there. <laughs> So I go into an empty gym and I just have to try and get on with it. And sometimes I just realized in the last week or so that I probably been missing that five, ten percent where you really fucking make the difference, you know, for sure. Yeah. You've also sort of, you know, also looking at it from the point of someone who's been like tremendously spoiled as to who you've been able to train with. Like most people would never know that difference. Right. They would never even know that that level was there. Yeah. And like they're not training with Luke, you no. know, and um, well, so, that's what I mean. so, yeah, I, even I forgot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like at nine months, 10 months where I've just trained on my own and I thought I train hard. Like I get under a heavy squat and I take it to a, take it for a ride and then I go and hit some bench and do a rest pause. But it's never there's always that one extra rep that I can't get on my own. So mm -hmm. I, have to, I have to rack it. And for me, I'm not a genetic, like a genetic freak will probably get away with. Yeah. You know, like I feel he can train on his own and, and respond without, I have to force my body. I have to fucking demand it to grow and train and, and break it down. Right. I can't pussyfoot around. I can't just do pump sets and grow. I have to fucking brutalize a muscle and then feed it. Right. You need those forced reps and negatives. Right. And, and, and <laughs> I, I, like I said to my, my, actually my wife came with us yesterday to uh, destination Dallas and we were training and I looked at her and I said, this is what I need. I said, once the baby's out, I'll go train on my own. But when I'm getting up to my heavy sets, I'm going to send you a text and you got to come out and you got to fucking bury me. And she was right. like, okay. she's like, okay. I said it'll be for three exercises of a whole workout, right? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I do a pump set and then I do my three core main lifts. Right. Within and so for those three, that's where I need. Yep. So so I'm like, you know, it's bring the baby out. No, there's no one out there, so bring the baby out. We'll, we'll make it a family affair. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll put some. Uh, was what's the latest thing? I don't know. Fucking. Barney the dinosaur, right? Or playing in the background. Well, that'd be some yeah. hardcore shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> shit. Hey. That is pretty hardcore, actually. Imagine if you I'm what you got to do. If I'm squatting seven plates to SpongeBob, have to have some of that. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when we had uh, when we had uh, JP on, uh, that's that was his thing. We were like, it came up, and he goes, "Yeah, I need I need music that actually mellows me down." 
right. went up training. He was, I can't have something amped up because I'm already up there. Yeah. So he, what did he say he was listening to? The Lion King the day yeah, before? Yeah, the Lion when King he was, was squatting? his favorite, yeah. <laughs> so I had this, Fuad and I had this argument because Fuad's a very angry, angry man, right? He's, <laughs> yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm a man. I want to listen to like some like, bum, bum. like he, he'll get in his fucking Corvette, race to the gym at like 200 miles an hour with death metal screaming and because it, <laughs> it makes his balls feel a little bigger, right? So, <laughs> but I was talking to James about this. I, that's okay for me if I'm going to do, I don't know, like a hack squat, right? Mm-hmm. Or something where I'm locked in and I can just, or a bench, press, a bench press machine or something like that and I can just lock in. If I'm talking about deadlifting, squatting or benching, i got to be zen. i got to be calm. Right. I, I actually did a squat a few, probably about six weeks ago now, and I, the week before I'd fucked up my squats, right, I, I had a shitty session, so I was like, fuck this. So I put on some Architects, which is what Luke posed to for the Olympia, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The doomsday. So I put that on, and I start, like, fucking, like, really getting up for it, right? Right. I get under the bar and I'm, I'm, I filmed it. So I get under the bar. I walk it out. It's the worst walkout you've ever seen. I'm fucking all over. Like, I'm wobbling. It's a 10 step walkout. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like this because I had chains on it as well, right? So I'm walking out and the chains are swinging all over the place. I'm unstable. I go down for the first rep. It's fucking horrible. Like, I watched it back. It felt horrible. It looked horrible. And instead of getting eight, I got four because I just was all off. Like, my weight was shifting onto my toes. Mm-hmm. I was, it just was wrong. The next week I was like, okay, I'm doing exactly the same setup. But I changed the music and I put some, I put some like 80s, like jive music on, like some, like <laughs> what my wife and I listen to is, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack? Yeah. I put some of that like jive on, like some feel. Yeah. I got under the way, I walked some down. funk. Yeah, I, and I had this like little beat in my head, like I was I, I was in a good place. I walked the bar out, nice and smooth. I got eight reps, right. and I'm like, I have to, like JP said, if I'm too amped up and too emotional and too like worked up, I lose my technique. And my technique on my squat, for instance, is everything. That's that's where I, you know, that's yeah. my money. So there's certain things where I really have to bring it back a bit because like you said if if i'm deadlifting it's probably a bit different i can probably if i'm gonna yeah. go for a single you can yeah. throw on some architects and some death jam music slap me in the face a bit and you know i'll <laughs> you know, i can just literally grip and rip right but when yeah. i'm talking about having something on my back and i'm it's too technical i don't want right. to be messing with yeah you're gonna be in that place yeah and luke and i were very different you know like a lot of people made comparisons to um, Dorian and uh, Leroy. Leroy. Yeah. And actually, the contrast in how we trained was very, very different because we both hated people shouting in our faces. Right. And it'd be funny because we'd have someone maybe come join us and they're like, oh, I've got to train with Luke, so I've got to get in his face. And Luke would be like, like <laughs> get, the, get, get the fuck back from me. Like, when I start, when the weight starts slowing down to the point where it's now coming back down, now you come in and fucking push me. Yeah. But, like, you know these guys where, you, you know, you're, I'm rack a hack squat, and you're going you're gonna to get 10, right? 
And the yeah. first, your first two, and you've got some guy screaming, going, "Come on, you've got them!" I'm like, hey, I'm on two. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm aware I got this. <laughs> yeah, relax. Come in at the end. I don't. Yeah. Know. Again, know know your lane. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just it's knowing fun. your lane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. The 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 British UK hardcore. You know the the legend of of British bodybuilding uh, always fascinated me because I was such a Yates fan. You know, I was there when he, you know, I was in high school when he won the O, and and it was it was a magic time. And um, I've I've been real happy to see that he, that that sort of attitude didn't get forgotten at all in the UK. It 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 seems to be like completely foundational to all the great bodybuilders that are coming out of there and and i include you on the list of great bodybuilders i mean let's face it you're you're in the one percent of guys who ever try to get big you know like you know 700 pound squatter i mean it's no bullshit like you guys what else is there to it i guess like what's your i classify myself as this just to talk about me as as an actual bodybuilder i'm a very very good bodybuilder off stage right Right. I'm you know so good on stage, right? So <clears throat> the diet, the training, the lifestyle, the intensity, I, I take every box and I have done and it's easy for me and I love it. I just don't have the it factor to be, for it to carry through for me to be right. dom- dominating on stage, right? And that's okay. I'm okay with that. But you've used that as a way, and this is something that I think I wanted to bring up on with you is uh, – You've kind of done the same as Ron and I essentially is you found a way within your lane to cement your spot in the industry. Right. I mean, you're doing what you're doing. Was that how did you how did you and how have you continued to progress with that? Because it's something people ask me all the time and I'm sure you guys get it, too, is how do I how do I make money at this? How do I do this? Um <laughs> How, how did you and, and what part of it was luck and what part of it was roll through? Because I'm not buying the I trained with Luke thing because a lot of guys train with a lot of guys. You found your lane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been very lucky. I, I, but then luck and. Yeah, exactly. You, like you make your own luck. So I think it's passion. I think it's absorbing information being around the right people at the right time and asking the right questions and learning and just being a fucking good like i try to just be a good person right i don't i I don't the worst thing that i could ever hear someone say about me is that i have an ego right that's my biggest fear Mm -hmm. i don't want to ever be considered as somebody who's arrogant or cocky or have an ego even from a young age i've i've still i've made sure that you could never accuse me of having an ego mm-hmm. um, maybe that's I, i've always just been open and honest and again like i was talking to one of the videographers yesterday who's going to film my uh my show day and i said look I, i'm going to talk about everything because i can right i'm not tied in i don't owe anyone anything like my part of part and parcel of what I do is I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. Hey, I take this much of this. I do this much of this. I, you know, and it, I think 
in terms of how I've created or come to the point that I am, I would like to believe it's an integrity thing and a honesty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and being accessible. It's like we were talking about social media and things like this. And like, to me, it's an honor and a privilege to have people ask me questions and ask my advice. Mm-hmm. It's not a hassle. I don't see it as, oh, fucking this guy. Like, sometimes I'll get a stupid question. I'm like, really, you fucking... You... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all get those. But, yeah. yeah. But I, still reply, I still respond to them because they'll start with, hey, this might be a stupid question. And I'll be like, yeah, you're right. It was a stupid fucking question. But right. I'll reply. And I right. think in this current world, it seems like there's a lot of guys that people follow and look up to that don't engage back that mm-hmm. don't give back um and i don't i don't know whether that's why or not but i think another thing as well is i'm probably relatable so if you see ronnie coleman plenty of people are fans of ronnie coleman right yeah but they know they're never gonna look like him yeah i think i have that attainable like i'm not a freak I just work really hard. I look okay. And they, so for the average person, they go, well, I'm not going to ever look like Luke because Luke's just insane or Ronnie's insane. But if I give it five or six years and I really put my mind to it, I might be able to look like them. Like it's a, right. I think maybe there's a, I'm, I'm accessible, right? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I could get to that level. Right. Um, possibly, I don't know. Again, this is all hypothetical. I don't know. I don't know why. (laughs) No, it's good because I think that that's the information that I was kind of hoping for is just that stuff is, is it's, it's not as black women. It's really simple. Um, you know, when you are a top six guy in the world, like why do people care? Well, look at me. I'm fucking awesome. I mean, like, you know, and because we all strive for that, that's, it's a simple answer and they're not even wrong. Mm. Um, but I think what I like is the industry has changed. I mean, we all know that had we come up and been competing in the early 90s, Ron and I wouldn't have pro cards and no one would know our name and that would be that. Um, it was a different time. But now it's like there's guys who are superior athletes who don't have a career in bodybuilding. They right. compete, but they don't have a career, yeah, there's, you know. There's, there's <laughs> top, top, top 10 Olympia guys that don't get a supplement check. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's a, an amazing opportunity to be able to still make money out of this sport, you know. I'm I'm in a incredible position where I'm not a pro athlete, but I'm earning more than pros from For sure from my and I just straight from supplement my contracts. Right? Yeah, and this is this is something I suspected and hoped was going to kind of happen, and I I hope it's a trend, but I sort of call it like I guess the John Meadows long game. You know, like, don't bullshit people. Be, you know, honest and just let time happen. Yeah. And and if things will, you know, and and uh, I I see like like you said, you're open. You respond to the fans. You engage with everyone. And it's no wonder that a company sees value in that versus like, you know, I mean, we all know guys that we know personally, but we can't get them to respond on Instagram because they don't even see the message. 
right because yeah. they're not they don't even check their messages like they yeah. don't even go through their stuff it, you know it, what i mean it is a difficult one because i'm a slave to my phone right mm-hmm. yeah like last night we so we we hit the road at 11 in the morning we got back at 7 30 obviously i had to cook two more meals i had my check-ins because i coach right so i've got 85 online clients right so that's a fucking like i'm i'm there yeah. i'm there at 9 p.m my wife is pregnant she's like dozing asleep in bed and i'm sat on my laptop i got my phone going off i'm on my laptop and i'm cranking through then i'm checking my message requests because people are messaging or asking things or coaching inquiries and it's i'm i'm lucky now because when i first started doing that the paychecks weren't there right yeah because I, I was i was on the way to i was trying to build something and and now I'm like, I can say to her, hey, this is, um, you know, I'm putting money in the bank now. So it, it now, <laughs> literally, now literally is my job. I'm not just on social media liking, yeah. liking women's asses for fun, right? So um, it's, it is a difficult one because, like, you know, as well as it's 24-7, right? Like all yeah. bodybuilding is 24-7. The meals, the messaging, like my clients go from Australia to Japan to America. So my, and they all have access to my WhatsApp, so it's going off monday through to sunday night all the time yeah. um, it is a difficult balance to find because if i segregate it into a okay i'm gonna work nine to five and answer all my emails between that i can't do it because they build up too much and like i'll never keep on top of it and then i start missing people i'm yeah. one of these people i'm not organized enough for that shit you if i something comes to on my phone i open it and i reply to it right i can't go oh i'll deal with that when it's work hours right yeah i'm terrible <laughs> i have to just deal with what's in front of me because well, plus you want i mean you're an athlete as well though I, mean, I i look at it all the same way i mean my clients are in australia it's tomorrow yeah, yeah. It's i already can't the future. in my brain it's like well i can't have them wait 36 more hours no like you know, I tell all my clients from the time you hit send to your reply at maximum is 24 hours. And I had somebody ask me why 24. And I said, well, what if you are that odd client that texts me literally when I sleep for four hours mm-hmm. and there were guys that already hit through, I'm going to get there. But yeah. for sure, within 24, you're going to be back because that's what I want. I don't yeah. want to send my check in and be like, well, I, did, did he get it? Is it did I- it not go through? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm treating I'm treating every client like I'm the client, like because I'm the same. So when like when you work with Chris or when I'm working with, I'll send the check in at say nine in the morning, and then every hour I'm checking for my like I'll flip my emails and be like, ah, oh, he hasn't replied yet. Oh, and I so I know what it's like to be on the receiving end. Like I work with Milos, I work with Skip, I've worked with, and I know the feeling. Yep. And I know the feeling more so, especially in a prep. So that's why inside six weeks, I'm like, hey, all check-ins are via email. And then when you're at six weeks out, what's happening? Because I, in, the middle, in the middle I, of night, I can just go bang, bang, bang. I can get back I, to you. I had a guy uh, ask me just the other day. He said, hey, uh, he's working with like a pretty well-known coach. And he's like, hey, is like uh, two weeks um, response time for off-season check-in. Is that normal? And I'm like, No. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like off season, it's like two weeks every time I check in. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. That's not, <laughs> that's not normal. That's where Ron and I are different. I'd be like, fire him. He's an idiot. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I have no shame. I'm like, no. Because think about it. Two weeks. What if you're doing the wrong thing for two weeks? Yeah. yeah Jesus. That's a lot I of mean, time. I mean, like, you, you need to know so you can make tweaks. I mean, a day is plenty of time. You're making money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Next it's, day. Next day responses. It should be next day. I have a, I have a rule. There's no such thing as a dumb question the first time. But <laughs> you better learn. Yeah. Don't ask me the same dumb question a second time, right? Right. Yeah. Ask me anything. If you think it's dumb, okay, but still ask me. I'd rather you ask me a dumb question that isn't actually dumb. Just mm -hmm. you, you were overthinking. Ask. Yeah. I'll answer it. Now we fucking know. Right? Yep. Don't guess. Don't go, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. You're paying me. Ask me a question. Yep. Yeah. What what's um I, w I wanted to ask you about, you know, podcasting, uh, you know, the, the bodybuilding and Bullocks crew and, and all that stuff. Um, how did uh, you know, obviously that was Fuad and Luke. Mm. And, um, you know, obviously, when everyone found out about Luke, you know, like Fuad, Fuad even told the story about how he like realized that day. Oh, the podcast is done. Yeah. Right. Like he's like, oh, shit. Like I didn't. I wasn't thinking like the podcast is done. And how did the how did the conversation happen about, you know, you you joining the, you know, the, the permanent, you know, keep the, the show going sort of team? Yeah, it was it wasn't a simple one. We yeah. we went back and forth every time we would record. And then the next few days we would go, do we think what do you think? And I said, look, I'm, I'll do it as often as you want me to do it to help you out. Um I said it's a it's a privilege for me to to come on and, and and help you, but ultimately it's up to you. Like it's your call. If you're mm -hmm. not comfortable, um, I don't ever want to be a replacement. I couldn't ever be a replacement, um, and I don't want to be seen as that. And actually, I had a conversation with a guy down in Florida when I went um, last week. I was doing cardio, and we were discussing this, and I was like, it it bothers me some because things have gone pretty good for me in the last few months mm -hmm. um and i can't help but feel guilty about that right there, there's an element of that to it um and then i was talking to uh you know donna murphy that's one of yeah luke's yeah friends. and she was like well think about it as luke giving back to you like that's his he's passing a legacy on to you but it it was uncomfortable for sure with fuad and i not between us, but just in terms of, are we doing the right thing? Is this gonna, you know, just, it's a difficult one. It's, 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 it's. I can answer I, though, because as a fan, I mean, in, in truth, it's, it's always funny to say this, but we all know each other. We're all friends. But when you're in that element, you're a fan. Like I'm, I listen to the show as a fan of the show. I don't think, oh, these are people I talk to. It's like, no, I'm into the show. And I felt like as a viewer, you guys were doing an honor to the situation because it wasn't like, oh, okay, we'll just switch guys and move forward. Yeah. It was very, even how it transitioned, it was almost like kind of a lot of ways how businesses start. You just get running and you're like, well, this worked, this didn't, this worked. And now the fans have adapted. And I mean, even I saw, uh, you know, because I, I was on there a couple weeks ago. And even as a, somebody who jumped in, it was cool to go, I like how they did this, where you bring someone in and then out just because everyone knows the show. now. I, mean, I think every person who's truly into bodybuilding 
yeah. uh, watches and listens. So it's like, you know what you're there to do for your hour. You know what I mean? You have fun with it. You move on and, and that's it. And I think the, uh, it feels like as a fan watching the way you guys have transitioned it, because it's not Fuad and Luke anymore. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a different thing honoring the old thing. And, uh, and I still laugh though, when, when they, between, uh, the, uh, Instagram, uh, body the box and the, and the stuff that Fuad puts up where you'll see stuff like they put something up the other day, uh, talking about banging Stifler's mom. And, uh, <laughs> I fucking lost it. Cause I was like, man, every time they post those up, I remember like that guy, God, that we guy. lost a legend on every level. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, guy, the guy that does that Instagram, I don't know who he is, but he is insane because he finds stuff and there's you gotta think about it an average podcast of the bodybuilding bollocks is like i don't know call it two hours average yeah digging out one minute comb through all that stuff i don't know how he fucking does it and he does it quick and he does it well and it's impressive it's it's funny funny as hell but uh i think the way fuad and i approached it and like you said about business we were like the podcast is a business thing for him that's how he originally why he set it up and then like you said businesses evolve and i said if you just started hostile with your business partner and then things happened or something happened and you went you wouldn't just shut down the company yeah. right you you adapt you evolve and i think one of the things that we've kind of got into is going okay well let's do it as a as a three-way because no one, no one person then is replacing Luke, right? We are, mm-hmm. we're, none of us are good enough to be Luke on our own, right? So we're, we're sharing the load, whether it's James and I, whether it's Ian and I, whether it's Ian and James, and it works. And there's a link to Luke still because you have myself on there or you have James on there. So for the guys that really, there's always some nostalgia there. And we yeah. always, we always pay that respect and that honor to Luke. Um, and we're just trying to, I think I view it as in, it's an honor for me to be able to continue that for Luke, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's his thing. And I don't think, again, without sounding cocky, I don't think he'd want anyone else. I think he'd want me to, to step oh, into sure. that, that role, you yeah. know, because him and I were, I mean, the relationship him and I had, it wasn't, it was it was intense. You know, we were very, very, very close. Yeah. Um, and I think it, 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 like you say, it was a, it was a horrible situation. It was a horrible decision to, to, to decide or, and we still bumble through and be like, do you think this is the right thing to be still doing? And, um, you know, you self doubt and question things a lot. And, but I think for the most part, we were, we just kind of suck it and see, see what the response was well people well, that's that's the answer the p the the audience that's like i always tell people with uh even with social media and stuff like the audience will tell you if you're doing the right thing right like yeah. you you can think whatever you want I and mean, we've all been there where you put up something thinking it's going to be a real hit moment for for fans whether it's a video or a training or a, or a post and it does nothing and then you kind of toss something up randomly and it lights on fire and you're like yeah what? Well, I mean, we, I mean, who would have guessed fighting a hundred small bears would be such a big deal? Yeah, but. who would have guessed? <laughs> guessed? Or the spoon fork thing? Um, oh, but but the, the thing is, I mean, Dusty and I go through this all the time. We'll record a podcast and and maybe it'll be one of our solo shows where we don't have a guest, and then I'll message like Scott afterwards or or, or Dusty. I'll be like, 
I'm not sure that was any good. Like, like I don't really remember myself really contributing to that show. Like, <laughs> shine anybody? Yeah, like I don't really there. feel like that was a good one. But then it'll come out like you know, three days later it comes out, and we get all the same messages from people like, "Fuck, that was a hilarious show today," or whatever. And you know, sometimes I just think, man, do you, do we really have any clue what we're doing? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's, it's, a really, it's a really powerful thing I had a message this morning and I read it to my wife it's from this girl she competed yesterday in her first ever competition she did wellness and she won and she just sent me this it was so long that she had to send two mess, two DMs right and she was like my friends and like were, were telling me I had to reach out to you just to say thank you uh, yourself between you James Fuad and Luke the podcast really helped me get through my prep and this and that and i mean that the prep thing's one thing but then there's been some other messages yeah particularly pertaining to post luke where people are like hey man like i was in a real dark place and it had it's, it saved me so it stopped me from doing something silly or it's made my relationship with my wife better or it's made this better it's like because we try like we'll discuss you know we discuss everything from how to like the, the issues that we have contending with being a bodybuilder and having a relationship, right? And like right. trying to yeah. keep life happy and this and that. And then people are like, oh shit, these guys have the same fucking arguments that we do. Like, <laughs> well, I think, I, I think, I think Luke might have mentioned anal sex a few times too. So, you know, they're, they're, you're always going to start some conversations. Yeah. We like to be the medium between the couples. <laughs> yeah, it's like therapy. But. Hey, what's up, guys? Scott here. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll get right back to the programming. If you're listening to this on iTunes, do us a favor. Leave us a good five-star review. That'll help other people to find our shows. Thank you for that. All right, so I'm going to shout out the joint supplements that they have available over at truenutrition.com today. And uh, listen, if you guys didn't know, I mean, most of you probably do, I had a partial tear in my shoulder recently, and it was quite a scare because... I thought I wasn't going to be able to continue lifting the way that I enjoy lifting. I don't want that to end. And thankfully, I'm not going to need surgery, but I am going to need to take care of my joints. And this was a wake-up call for me. So I talked to Dante Trudell. It turns out there's only two supplements that will actually rebuild connective tissue. So the first one is hydrolyzed beef collagen, and they offer this through True Nutrition. It's not cheap. We're talking like $25.99 a pound. But listen, each scoop, you get 29 grams of high-quality, high-digesting protein, plus you're rebuilding your connective tissue. So you're using this as a supplement, and you're using this as food, so you can replace some of the protein powder you would have been drinking to offset the cost. I got the unflavored version, and basically there's no taste to this stuff. There's maybe a tiny, tiny aftertaste, but there's basically no taste. And what you can do is you could just mix in some crystal light or mix it with you know an intra workout that you're using. You could use it at any point of the day. I've been mostly using it either as an intra workout or I've been mixing it with my pre-workout. I had a little bit of crystal light and I am good to go. The second supplement that I'm using is a product called JFlex from True Nutrition. And the most important part of this is a supplement called UC2. That's undenatured type two cartilage. So with the beef collagen, you get type one and type three. 
This provides type two. So these things combined will give you the best chance of restoring connective tissue and keeping your connective tissue strong. Along with that, it also contains glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, SAMe, you know, things that you would expect to find in a regular joint product. And you get boswala extract and curcumin, both of which are great for inflammation. So if you want to take care of your joints, check this stuff out. And you can use our code ADVICES. That'll get you a little bit of additional savings. And of course, that goes directly to help support our programming. I want to keep lifting the way I want to lift as long as possible. So what's the uh, what's the plan after the show then with the with the kidney thing and all that? Do you do you know is this something you're going to be able to keep continuing on a competitive side, or will you rotate primarily into videos and and on that kind of thing? What are you thinking? So my my head says one thing, my heart says another. Right. So my head is like, you don't need to be a body build up you're earning the living you're doing your thing you can stay as you are my heart has had a fire lit under it and i am the passion for bodybuilding has come back with vengeance on me and i am fucking like ready to go and i need to so i'm gonna go but i'm gonna go sensibly and i think this is again where I think I can tell a story because I'm not in a perfect situation. Right. I have a hurdle to contend with. So how much muscle can I fucking put on whilst keeping myself healthy? Right. 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 And I can document that. I can log that. I can bring people along. I can educate. I can learn. I'm going to be learning myself and I'm going to be educating alongside it. I think that's where, Again, how we were talking, like I've had my injuries, right? I blew my back out. I had uh, surgery on my back back in February. I've had my motorbike accident. I, like, it, I've not had an easy ride. Um, there's plenty of people out there that have had injuries and they're like, oh, well, that, that fucks me now. I can't make progress. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. And they don't come back from it. And I'm like, the hell with that. I was in a wheelchair for six months before I started bodybuilding, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but six months before I met Luke, I was in a wheelchair. I got out of a wheelchair. I was on crutches for two weeks. Then I met Luke. Then I did my first show. So I'm like, the hell with that. Don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what you can do. So, okay, I can't go balls to the wall like I was when I was 21 and blast a ton of gear and shovel a ton of food in, not worry about my blood pressure ramping up. Like, I have to be considerate. Mm -hmm. But how can I be... How can I be healthy and make the most amount of progress possible? So right. I spent a ton of money on gym equipment last week. And my wife went crazy at me. So I, that's, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, perfect segue. I, I got to get to some of the fan questions. And the one, first one I was going to ask you is uh, if you only had room in your gym for five machines, not including barbells and dumbbells, what would they be? So here's where we can t- hear about your home gym. <laughs> well, the three pieces, the four pieces that I've ordered, I ordered a bear squat machine. I don't know if you know. Yep. Yes. Old, <laughs> the double chains on it. Yeah. 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 With the bike chain kind of. Yeah. yeah. That's being delivered either today or tomorrow. We actually, okay. we actually spent this morning moving some equipment around. 
So aside from having a rack, because that's a given, right? That's a, yeah, you get that for free. That doesn't count your five. The rack's for free. Um, I bought an adductor machine. Um, I did adductors for the first time with Hunter in over a year, and I couldn't sleep for three nights because every time I moved, I wanted to cry. And I think for, for total leg development, particularly myself, it's not something that I can develop without that specific machine. Agreed. Like, I'm just, like, lost without okay. it. I can, I can squat all I like. I can change my stance all I like. I can do – but you're not hitting that adductor and on stage. I think you can really tell someone's leg development. It really enhances the, the, the oh, leg. for sure. For sure. So, Especially for a, a, a tall guy just needs as much muscle on his legs as possible. Right. Well, the put other thigh, everywhere. if not, you've got you – know. Put it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't my, matter. Fuck my, put <laughs> my, my femur is two foot long, right? So it's like – yeah. So no matter how much quad I put on there, it, it's still narrow. I've got to fill in that gap. So the yeah, adaptation, yeah. Um, I bought an Arsenal strength vertical row um, because for me, I have no back and... You have a back injury. <laughs> I have a back injury. And also, I really struggle to connect with my back unless my chest is supported. Mm-hmm. I have to really like I can barbell roll. So you bought like the chest supported T bar is what you mean, right? Uh, uh, no, it's almost like the you know the you know the hammer strength row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a seated row. The seated row, yeah, but it's got oh. the handles rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then you want so I I ordered that. Awesome. Yeah, and then I actually ordered their multi the Arsenal Multiflex machine, which I think you might have probably seen Brandon Curry doing a bench press on it. And can't you do like deadlifts and stiff legged right. and fucking high do, rows? And- do RDLs. I can put a bench in it. I can do machine rows. I can put a bench underneath it. I can press. I can do like a machine, like the old hammer press, flat press. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, that covers a bunch of different body parts for me in one machine. Yeah. Right. Um, the next one that I haven't ordered yet, but I will do, is a seated leg curl, but it's the one that clamps onto the quad. Yep. You know, because that for me, I can't miss. If I can clamp my quad down, my leg in, that peak contraction, and again, hamstrings for me a big, they're a big part that I need to develop. So, okay. I guess, I guess they're my, and then oh. Uh, I'm, What's up, Jen? Wave some. I'm on the hunt for a Cybex hack squat. Yes. Um, Can't go wrong with a Cybex hack squat. Because again, also, I, I figure as much as I can squat, I've it's not developing my legs. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. I'm. I'm well, the same way. It's it's, God, it's no, you can't it. glutes for me. Yeah. So I've just got a. I'm still going to squat. Like, I, I've been out my off-season, so I have two training cycles. And on the second training cycle, I have some squats in there, but they're towards the end of the session. But primarily, I'm going to be focusing on actual bodybuilding, not just squatting as much as I can. But what's, what's, the, what's the most you've ever squatted single and for, like, 20 reps or 10 reps or something? What, what are your best squats ever? So I've never done a single, really. Okay. The closest thing I can compare it to is um a four plate a four rep max mm-hmm. okay what, what's uh, that so i had again i'm gonna have to i'm gonna struggle with the poundage here it was 320 kilos so times 2.2 uh, we're all looking at our phones we're good to go 704 
Legit yeah, so, 700. Yeah, 704. That's the video where Luke stood behind me. And I actually, it's the first time I'd ever put that weight on my back. And I, I, I'm i going to sound like Ronnie now. I could have done six. If, right. I, if you look up the video, I'll send you the video later. I do three, almost kind of surprised myself because I was planning to do like two with it. Right. <laughs> it was ballsy for two. The third one shocked you. He said, fuck it, let's do one more. <laughs> one, I, and the fourth one I went, well, I'm not pushing my fucking luck rack this back now. And right. I walked in. But there was another, a comfortably one. Like Luke didn't touch me. I walked the thing out myself and I walked it back myself. And Luke was stood two foot behind me and never came near me. Um, my heaviest 20 rep squat was actually five, we did five. Luke and I did five plates aside. So that's five. 495 for 18. Whew. That's a ton that's a fucking ton and then we both had nosebleeds <laughs> and, your, and your lungs were also bleeding you just didn't know yeah, yeah that's like so, intense I, cardio I, man yeah i'm not joking right so luke did his set no i went first sorry i went first and hit 18 he went second hit 18 on his 17th rep he started pouring blood onto the floor right right out of his nose and then we finished up the leg session and I'm having my shake, and then my nose went after. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I didn't want to feel left out. I remember having a few sets where, where there was some blood coming out, and you just keep squatting so it sprays on the mirror. Yeah. And then you got to do the deed after it, the Windex, make the gym owner happy. <laughs> I, I have, I've had a few of those stories. Can I? Because uh, we get from the weather. Go ahead. What's up? Can I? I got pee. I got pee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I'm on three gallons a day. I'll be 30 seconds. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> We're leaving it in. He Best did pretty good for a guy who's contest prepping. He lasted a, almost a whole hour without taking a leak. That is, I, I would have been, you, you just, you, if, I, if I'm ever in prep and we're doing this, you'll just see a gallon go under the counter. <laughs> and I'm going to lean forward and mute the mic for a second and then come oh, back. Man. So here's a question for you. Have you ever pissed in a jug? Yes. Um, <laughs> that's not a question i pissed in a jug when there was a bathroom within 20 no, feet of me no i don't mean like, i don't mean like in an in an emergency situation but have you ever pissed in a jug as part of your lifestyle like on a daily basis there's a situation where you're always pissing in a jug have you ever had that never <laughs> i so, actually asked me that one time with because i think it was labrada with the uh so you you pee and then you measure it and that's how much you drink i'm like no, I don't pee in a jug and keep yeah, it. But <laughs> I, I remember I was uh, prepping for my first show and I was sleeping like in the basement of my friend's house. Right. And he was doing renos, so there's no bathroom downstairs yet. So, so you I had to go all the way up to the third floor to use a pisser. And I just, by the time I was halfway into my prep, I was just pissing in a jug during the nighttime, dump it out in the snow in the morning. Yeah, I don't. I, would, I don't find that weird at all. I'm not going up three flights. <laughs> okay, here's a good one for you. I don't know. This person seems to. I want to ask Ben Chow this question. So, advice on jealousy. Do you ever get jealous? He said it applies to all three of us, but he wanted to ask you. Do you ever get jealous? How do you deal with jealousy? Is that ever a thing you had to overcome? No, I, I genuinely. I actually had a ex girlfriend complain to me one time. Because we were, we were at the gym, and so I'm off doing my thing. She's over doing cardio, and some guy came over to her and started chatting her up. 
And I see it, and I'm like, mm, I carry on. I'm like, she's a fucking adult. She can handle it herself. Right. And if I have to worry about him stealing my girl, I sh- she's not the right person I want to be with. Yeah. Right. I have nothing to be jealous about if I'm with somebody I trust. Yep. If other people fancy my wife or my girlfriend, okay, that's fine. If they don't, okay. But if they do, my wife's married to me. She's coming home with me. Talk to her all you like. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She'll, she'll hit, tell you to beat it. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit on her all you like. My wife's <laughs> a fucking Texan. She'll fucking put you in your place if you step out of line. I don't need to do shit. Right. <laughs> Like, I've never played that jealousy game. And I honestly, I, I got in the car on the way back and she was like, you didn't come over and let me this with my ex. She's like, you didn't come over and he was hitting on me. I'm like, are you fucking joking? Like, I'd expect to get a hard time if I did come over and be like, oh, what's going on here then? Right, yeah. right, right. That, that's a douche move to me. I'm like, oh, you, I trust yeah. you. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you do leave with him, good. <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the way out because I don't give a shit. <laughs> you, you saved me some hassle because. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can't be in. You can't be training legs, looking across the gym, in between sets, wondering who's no. talking to your girl. Oh, and I've, I've I've been with people before, and they're training and they go for and they're just like constantly looking over to see if the guy. I'm like, if you're that insecure about your relationship, that tells you all you need to fucking know. Yep. Yeah. Agreed 100%. I don't play that game. I don't play the jealousy game. Yeah, I I don't either. It's like so easy for me. Emily can, she'll go out sometimes with like one of her friends. Like they'll go out, like go to dinner and they'll even go to a club or something. And and I'm like, wake me up when you get home. I'm like, I'm like, sweet. I'm going to go get some magic mushrooms. I'm going (laughs) to look fucking. I'm I watch like, a Star Wars movie by myself. Denise goes and works a show, and I get the mushroom chocolate out. I'm like, fucking A, I'm having a wicked night. I'm going to get my Xbox. I'm getting the PlayStation out. I'm going to play some fucking God of War, and I'm going to I'm gonna see spaceships flying around the fucking room. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> the wild night. Massive bong. Yes, there's something. No, I know. I'm happy when she finds something to do, too. Um, okay, uh, here's, a, here's one for you. So, you know... Obviously, you can make a lot of jokes and stuff, but, you know, times have changed. What are the differences now, if any, between British bodybuilding culture versus American bodybuilding culture? Is there any little thing that you notice still? Or have we all sort of come together in a way? I think it's like, honestly, because I've, I've now lived and breathed both ends of the spectrum. And especially in the past week or so, having spent some time with um, Hunter and then yesterday was with Brett and Martin Fitzwater. Mm-hmm. The, good, the guys get after it the world over. You know, there, there's great yeah. bodybuilders all over the world. And again, going back to the question earlier that you asked about British bodybuilding, which I didn't answer, and the mentality there, I don't think it's any different. I think I think England's condensed. It's a smaller place. And I, I like, like Canada. Like, you look at the standard of Canadian top flight bodybuilders for your population, it's very high, right? Yeah. Compared to, say, the USA, right? USA, there's tons of guys in the gym trying to... I think between Canada and the UK, possibly you've got the hardest, fucking strongest guys out there. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not to say the Americans don't. Like, fucking, especially... I I don't know what's it... Away from the coast, right? So everything down the middle. From 
from Ohio down to Texas and all of that corridor, there's just some strong fuckers out there that like getting after it. <laughs> I'm always amazed of how many of those freaks that you've never heard of. Yeah. Where you're just like, you're in a, you know, when you're, I mean, I know, Ron, you've had this too when you hit some of these gyms we're at, where you look over, you're like, how do I not know who you are? <laughs> you know, oh, man, guy just... busts out an 800 pound deadlift and you're like, who's that? That's Jeff. He owns the uh, construction yard down the way. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Times, <laughs> times have changed. I talk about this all the time because I'm, I've been around forever, but like, I remember when I remember being, you know, 15 years old and seeing a guy squat five plates and the whole gym stopped and everyone came over because there was a 500 pound squat going down and it was like a big fucking deal. And all the bodybuilders are yelling. It was like this unbelievable experience as a kid to train in a gym like that. And now it's like every fucking kid that's like 20 years old is repping five plates on Instagram with his knee wraps on and he's, <laughs> and he's loaded up on trend and he's just fucking repping away. And it's not even, and people don't even stop on it. They just scroll right past it. It's just so different. You know? I, like you said, but it's awareness though, because those guys were doing it in the eighties. Yeah. Didn't see it because I can't see someone in Canada doing that or someone in Ohio. Yeah. Now, so I many just, more people now. now it's just so ding, 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 and there's it's gone viral, you know. Um, I think, like you said, I've been very spoiled. In I think the last commercial gym that I trained at when on a regular basis, I was 17. Right, right. Side of that, I've been in bodybuilding gyms. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just normal, mm-hmm. right? And even when I was training in the commercial gym when i was at college it was still pretty hardcore because you guys were in there i i i I was a buck 35 right but i was still squatting fucking head i was wriggling i I mean i was under weight i had no business being under but (laughs) to me no one ever taught me at that age i hadn't taught i I wasn't into bodybuilding i was just trying to be as strong as i fucking could right to me i'm like just get under a bar and put as much weight on it as you fucking can. And next week, put a little more on. Like, it was lo- just, that was my logic, right? It was just a get as fucking strong as you can. And yep. the stronger you are, the bigger you'll be. And it just, that was two plus two. That was all that made sense in my head. Yep. And, I'd go, and I'd go home and I'd eat steak and rice. Not because, of, and again, I didn't get into bodybuilding until quite late, until maybe I was 24, 25. Right. I was just going off of eat good whole food because I was a skinny, like I couldn't put weight on. Right. So I literally remember, <laughs> I remember being about 13 or 14. Um, I had an old Metrex um, creatine, right? right, that didn't mix, right? It was the fucking worst thing in the world. <laughs> just tastes like sand in a cup right right so i'd mix it in like water or orange juice because it said mix with fruit juice yeah so i'd sit chug it out, out my back door because it was like gritty and horrible and i'd then go and i had the old um you know those york barbells the sand filled little the plastic yeah. ones yeah right? my dad still has the, the little dumbbells with the spin lock on them so I had a barbell and I had the two spin locks and I would do squats in my living, my living room. We lived in a small house, like a, like a two, two and a half 
bedroom house, like tiny little house. And I'd be in front of the living room mirror. So the TV's there, my dad's there. And I'd be squatting into curls, like squatting into curls. And I'd do it for like 35, 40 minutes. But 10 minutes before the end, I'd run out to the kitchen, I'd turn the grill on and I'd get a steak and I'd hammer the steak out and I'd put it under the grill. And then I'd run back in, do another set. I'd go and stir the rice, come back in, do some curls. And I'd literally finish, I'd, I'd finish off that so that as soon as I'd finished my training session, I'd put the weights away, I'd come out and I had steak and rice and then the, and I'd just sit and scoff that. You That's were the first bodybuilder to intra-workout cook. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love about that though is the intra workout food prep. But this is revolutionary. It's going to happen now. All gyms are going to start putting kitchens in their yeah. gym so people can start prepping, meal prepping, giant <laughs> grill down the side where the dumbbell rack used to be. Yeah, but you reserve I, it the same way you you put your towel on it so people know that that's your heated grill. It's ready. Who's <laughs> got numbered? But think about it. As dumb and as young as I was, I was like, that's not a terrible idea. Like a train, I do have like heavy squats and curls. And then I go and put a steak and rice meal down. You you no, are a man. That's what's funny is that's a genius thing, actually. And I wish – and I know you guys because, I mean, Ben, I know you feel like you're the same as me. There's a ton of clients. Like everyone wants to make it so complicated now. And if I had a client that did that uh, – in fact, do you remember, I don't know if you – you wouldn't have seen my stuff yet. But I had this client. I used to call him the mute. Um, he didn't speak like <laughs> at all. And uh, he used to come into my, I owned uh, nutrition stores and he would come in and he was buying all these supplements every week, buying supplements. And finally I was like, what do you eat? And he told me, I was like, you, dude, you, you've got to be eating all the, like, I got to even give the spiel all the time. Eat, eat, eat. So then I see him the following week coming to get his supplements, but now he has a chicken breast on a fork and he's in my store eating and asking about supplements. And he starts growing as the weeks go by. And finally, I was like, I'm going to coach you and I'm not going to charge you because you're, you're too interesting. Fucking insane. He became my training partner. I trained oh, with him man. for years. Oh, my God. Because the kid, but it was all here. He was just like, just like you train, eat. Okay. And then he would just do it and then yep. he would grow. But it was never like then all the supplement things went away. Because he understood as he started growing, like, oh, all I need to do is train, eat, and sleep. Okay. So you, you fucked yourself over, so you lost sales on your supplement store because you I'm <laughs> training him for free. <laughs> That's just exactly. a terrible business model. I'm it's the a worst lose, business lose. fan ever. But now I've but now I have a great training partner, which is impossible to find. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that was the maybe that's the investment. That's my there, long right? game, right there. That was my John Meadows moment. Yes, thing, yes. I wish sometimes I could not think too much about what i'm doing right i'm like oh i can change this for that i can do this for that i can get away with this because of what i know in here i can tinker and i'm like stop fucking tinkering just do the fucking basics right steak and rice 10 minutes out before you're done training you need to get back to that shit I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, um, yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go back I'm not old school like my training i could, i'm gonna go to bodybuilding training rather than I can move a lot of weight and mm. clearly up to this point moving a lot of weight has got me so far I think I can go a step further using my strength but applying it in a bodybuilding realm I agree 100 percent because I mean, you have that was your base was the strength and the mentality but you still have that now 
Yeah, I know. Like I say, I get on the hack squat. Like I, I hack squatted yesterday, and I, I typically don't hack squat because it, it was blowing my knees out. I've had four knee surgeries, so uh, <laughs> I, I have to be careful with what I do because if I do, if my feet are too high on a hack squat, it puts too much uh, like traction. Yeah. yeah. I've got no meniscus in my right knee and then I basically blow my knees out and I can't walk for two weeks. So that's why two weeks ago I did the hack squat, but I did sissy style. So I put my feet right down the bottom yep. because it doesn't put any shear on through the knee joint. Right. It's just straight up and down. That's why I can, I can't lunge, but I can squat. Right. Yeah. I, it's funny to hear you talk about having knee problems and you're like a seven plate for rep squatter. Uh, well, I, my squat improved after getting out of the wheelchair because I reset and learned again. Because right. the first time I could squat, I could move this far, right? Yep. Everything's and, so tight. And I used to put all the gear on, right? I used to put lifting shoes on. And you know, well, the first time body weight squatting, I'm leaving my Jordans on because what the fuck? What am I putting lifting shoes on for, right? Mm-hmm. And I got down to doing a full body weight squat for one rep in Jordans or Converse. And then I just went one plate, two plate, three plate, four plate, up to seven plates. And I'm like, well, I'm still in my Jordans. Feels fine. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, why would you change it now? Yeah, I I basically relearned how to do anything. And the the biggest thing for my squat is my ankle mobility. Yep. It's I have, for some reason, very good, uh, dorsiflexion so my I can pull my toes up well yeah, it allows my knees to travel forwards which right. means my hips can fall, can drop in straight down yeah, yep. yeah you got a crazy squat for a tall guy right but mechanically it, it, yeah it's, it's all mechanics and it's all from yeah. my uh, ankles but this is what I'm thinking I'm proficient at squatting which right. means I'm not gonna fucking grow now from yeah me. I mean I'll keep it in because I love it right and I'll do it here and there but if I want to develop my legs, I gotta change something. <laughs> I freaking I love that though, because that's the mindset I think a lot of people get away from. It's like why are you doing what you're doing? Mm. Um, because your goal now is not to be you're already a strong squatter, it's back to bodybuilding. So now it's like, well, that's great, but is it benefiting me? No. Uh, yeah. You you wanna make sure that I mean Everyone has their exercise that they get good at at a certain level, right? They got exercises that they fucking love because they're good at them. But just because you're good at an exercise, you can't let it become part of your ego in the gym where you have to perform that exercise just for the hell of it. It's like a ritualistic. Well, you're, just, mar- you're married to the idea, right? Married to the idea that I, I'm a big incliner, really, but your chest is not changing. I, I mean, you know? I... I wrote my off-season plan on the flight to Florida this past week. Mm-hmm. And I picked 80% of exercises that I fucking hate. And that's, I, hate that's, I always say those are what you're supposed to do. Because yeah, <laughs> you're weak at them. I hate them because I'm weak at them. And I'm weak at them for a fucking reason because I avoid them. Well, guess what? That's potential growth there. Right. If yeah. I'm good at them, something will respond. I think I, uh, I go the other direction with it too that uh, – I get arguments with all the time. People will watch my videos and they're like, you're not activating your back rowing like that. And I'm like, have you seen it? Yeah. Like, how in the fuck would I change this? Like the bar, the bar is going from mid shin and it's hitting my belt. 
and yeah. my back is getting on, pumped. But even on the re- on the results side of it, it's like even if someone were to say to like Johnny Jackson, like, dude, your your training is bad. It would be like, how are you going to convince him he's going to get a better result? Yeah. And that's what we're here for is the result. So it's like same thing if you've got a flawless squat, like, but if your legs aren't growing. Right. For you, who cares? (laughs) If I'm squatting like three plates and I'm like, oh, my legs aren't growing. You're like, well, yeah, get get stronger. Go four plates, go five plates. I'm at the point where I'm like. I'm getting seven, like Luke and I actually moved our squat to the end of the session. So the seven, the 300 and, or the 705 pound squat I did. Was was, the end. Was my fifth exercise that day. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) It makes it, yeah. That's the thing. So you're like, it's not more weight. I don't need more weight. That's, and and apparently I don't need more reps if I can do 18 reps with 495. Because that's, anybody who's ever squatted 405 for 20, can immediately go, oh, yeah. I can't. I mean, I'm a strong squatter, and uh, 495 for 18 is not happening. No fucking way. I couldn't couldn't do that now. I'll tell you that. You know, like, I mean, just, but I mean, in so many levels, it's not, it's just not going to happen. I mean, fuck. You said that, I was like, ouch. So so I'll tell you exactly the session, because we did the same, we had the same setup for both leg sessions. We would go, Seated leg curl, and it'll be up to a work of do a rest pause, right? Right. Then we'd go adductors, work up, do a rest pause. Then we would go leg extensions, and we would just do straight sets there because we'd come back at the end and do our drop sets on that. Right. So that was just to warm the knees up. Then the fourth exercise, we'd go in leg press, and we'd either do we'd do two heavy sets. It would either be, generally speaking, it'd be a widow maker, right? Right. We'd work then we'd go and squat (laughs) now that we've annihilated every muscle that can possibly help me with this squat (laughs) we're gonna put 700 pounds on the bar and we're gonna squat (laughs) no i think i love the mentality that's why i keep coming back to it because i think a lot of people like you said they get married to something and you have to ask yourself it's you know it's the whole eight thing well you know i get it i get all the time do you have to squat to have big legs? Well, no. Do you have what? to do anything to have any anything? I mean, I always tell people like, there's no rule. We get that all the time too. I, you know, I love I love heavy skull crushers with a straight yeah. bar, and I'll have people yeah. reach out to me, and go, man, those kill my elbows. What should I do? I'm like, don't do, don't them. do them. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I think that what I personally have gone through with you know the last several years where I've you know retired and and downsized and all that all that stuff but i've still trained as hard as i possibly can to try to keep as much muscle and get as lean as i can and um the results have been great and my two main focuses are effective exercises that don't cause pain with high intensity whether that be Six reps on a good day where I'm feeling like I can go heavy or 20 rep sets because my elbow is bugging me. As long as I'm doing effective exercises with high intensity, I seem to be completely successful in my project. So you right, know what, what I mean? So what you're saying is is a comeback on the cards. No, no. <laughs> completely what he said. I heard that too. It's funny you no, heard no, that. No. <laughs> no, but it, 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 really, it really cements in that no exercise is neat. Like there's no one exercise I have to do to keep my – no. delts 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, that hurts now. You can't do that. Well, let's put presses at the end, but just go hard on them. Like its I mean, intensity is a, such a huge factor. That, that's the nail on the head, right? And it's something that it pertains to what I said earlier in that I was missing that 5%, right? Yep. And I mean, obviously, Dusty is the DC guy, right? We all, everyone, you and Dante are, you know, that's, yeah. we're so used to seeing that. The amount of sets you need to do is so much less than people think if you are able to take it to that place. Yeah. If you can't, that's when you're ending up doing 20, 24 work sets in a session. Because guess what? You're being a fucking pussy for 24 sets. Yep. You take one set of hacks for a ride until you're seeing stars you haven't got to do the other two or three sets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like this. I, I, I would reference it back to there's nothing past, like, if I take my shirt and I tear it right here, the moment it's torn, it, we're done. Yeah. I don't have to keep tearing it. It's, uh, it's already ruined. And it's the same thing with your quad. It's like when, when that muscle is broken down to the highest level, anything beyond that's just a waste. Right. You, you, you're sh- you should have already been eating that steak and rice. Right. And, and this is the big thing. Like, I'll have my guys in their off-season. And so I'll start working with them. And we're training five times a week. And I get them set up. Then I start bringing them down to four times a week. Then I bring them down to three. And they all start freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and, and I'm like, so I generally have them on our every other day training schedule. Yep. Pretty much. It's like a like week one will be four sessions week two will be three just because of the way yeah 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 yeah. and i'm like you'll grow more this way because guess what as long provided provided you are doing what needs to be done in the gym yeah there's a very high requirement i mean that's 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 the caveat to it right you gotta tick that fucking box first you gotta earn those days off but if you're doing like the set I did yesterday with Hunter, I did one set of heavy squats and one set of heavy hacks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm fucked. My legs are crucified, like beyond belief. Mm-hmm. I did a couple of other pump things, a few squeeze like extensions, this and that. But for the most part, that's that's the heavy duty lifting done. Now anything more, I'm gonna struggle to recover from. And if I can't recover enough, I'm certainly not gonna grow. Yep. And I think in the off season, that's particularly my biggest piece of advice is I used to be like, oh, off season, I want to train six times a week and, and, yeah. and eat. And okay, yeah, you can, you might be able to pack away 6,000 calories a day, but you, the, the muscles are not, there's not en- enough time for those muscles to, to heal and regrow from that amount of damage. If you're training like Dusty does, like Luke was, like Hunter yeah. does. And over, overall recovery, um, there's, there's, oh, Jesus. I probably tried to train six days a week. I probably tried to do it 10 times. Yeah. And I would get a few weeks into it and I would get the flu or I would get a cold or I, you know what I mean? I would actually get sick. I did not injected it. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I, and it was just the way I trained. I can't do six days a week. Five was great. I grew. I yeah. won shows. I was successful. Six days get sick. It was I bring, really I bring, cool. I bring people down to a three or that, that every other day, just right deep into the middle of the off season and then as they start coming and then they'll go through a cruise and then as they start their off season push back up to four then mm-hmm. i start bringing them to five and like we'll, we'll taper up and down 
and will also regulate it as they need to. But like I remember, I did 2017. That's the year I did. I did the British finals. That's when James Harden said won his pro card, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I did a rebound with Milos right after that. Right. Nine. <laughs> so nine sessions a week, training sessions, of which. On, on, so it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday were doubles. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays were singles. Every day, I was training with Luke, and then on the double days, I was training myself in the morning, and then training with Luke in the evening. So you were training with the intensity of a of a DC uh, rest, you know, push pull leg guy nine times a week. Yeah. I did it for eight weeks. Then I got sepsis, blood poisoning, put myself in hospital, ended up in ICU, gave myself kidney damage. It was almost, you like gave yourself rhabdo almost. But, but, but yeah, I'm not also, this is not me blaming me. Like that's no, 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 no. Um, I, I was in a prep at the time because I did a rebound and then went into a prep. Everyone in my family got the flu because it was like coming through January, February, I thought I had the flu. I was running a fever. So for 12 days, I ignored the fact I had sepsis. I was three weeks out from a, I was three weeks out from a show and running a temperature of 104. And I hadn't eaten in 12 days because I couldn't, I couldn't put anything in my stomach. So I was doing 40 minutes of cardio in the morning. You were still training? Yeah, I was in prep. I was with Luke. <laughs> uh, and I, so so the, the, on the 12th day, Luke and I did legs. And... The only thing I was managing to do was eat breakfast, but half of my breakfast, and then having a shake before and a shake post-workout. And a lot of times I was throwing it back up, right? Right. And then I was like, dude, I'm fucking three weeks out. I just feel like shit. I'm like, I was getting in shape, so I'm like, but I was just, <laughs> uh, so Luke was like, go home and order Domino's. Just fucking eat. He said, you haven't eaten like more than probably 800 calories in the last yeah. So I order like seventy dollars worth of Domino's to my house, right? <laughs> That's eighty-six pizzas for those who don't know. <laughs> I ate half a slice and I was like, I'm full up and done. Oh god. I was like, I'm stuffed. I was like, I was trying to I, I had the garlic sauce and I was trying to pour it on just to try to moist like to get it in. Yeah. Like, god damn, and I try and then I the cookie, Domino's cookies, which are like heaven. And I'm like, try and eat one of those. I'm like, no, I don't want that. So I left it on my bedside table, went to bed, woke up at 2 a.m., ran down the stairs, threw up everywhere, went back to bed for an hour, got up at four in the morning. I got in my car, drove myself to the emergency room, left my car outside the hatchings. So my car got towed. <laughs> I crawled into the uh, emergency room, and they put me in the ICU ward straight away. Holy shit. That's how I gave myself kidney damage. Fuck. So they think that they think that that's what it's linked to? Oh, it was that. I mean, oh, my, it was that? Okay. I had blood poisoning for 12 days straight. and had uh, more. Okay. So for fuck. those of you who think you are hardcore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm actually going to put my pink shirt back on. I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> but it, but, but it's, it's one of those bitches because your kidneys, once they're done, they're done, right? And I'm so I was talking to my wife about this. I'm like, I might live a healthy lifestyle until I'm like 80. The thing that's going to go on me will be my kidneys. When it, when, when, when something does, yeah. when one, when something breaks down on me, it's going to be my kidneys. 
Right. And, and funny that it was from a, essentially a 12 day decision. Right. Because I was just like, I, I, I mean, I, every night I was laying there under my covers, sweating, shivering and just going, it's just the flu. Stop being a pussy. Three weeks left. Come on. Like just bodybuilder. Right. Oh, What's crazy though, is that, I mean, I, I actually get that though. It's a very hard, when you're locked in, that's hard not to do because it's like, that's you essentially know, what we tell ourselves all. I mean, you feel that exhausted, you feel that stuff, and it's like, I can't quit now. Oh, you know, if somebody had, told you, hey, your kidneys are going to go, you'd be like, oh, shit, really? I'll, I'm done. Yeah. But it, it's <laughs> if your family wasn't sick, you would have worried. Something's wrong. The hardest part about it was it was the best I'd ever looked because I'd come off the rebound from the show. I did the British finals at 240 pounds. And I was three weeks out and I was 265 and I was lean, but I was round and bubbly. And I, I'm not like Luke was a round, bubbly white guy. I was, for, for me, I was round and lean. And I'm like, oh God, I look like a fuck. I, may, I was like, maybe I can do this bodybuilding thing. Maybe I could. So ha, the visual in the mirror was just don't don't give up now. This is you're gonna be your best showing. You're gonna look fucking awesome. You're working with Milos. He knows his shit. Like he's got you this far. Your physique looks entirely different to two months ago when you did the British finals. Right. Right. And that kept me from pulling the plug. And I mean, maybe I should have learned a lesson and pulled the plug when my kidneys went this time. Who knows? Maybe I'm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we will not let Donise listen to this show. Um, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how you look in 10 days. Uh, I knew you were. I thought you were three weeks out, not 10 days out. So that's uh, thank you very much for giving us your uh, whatever mental focus you can fit into a day. I oddly feel fine. I don't know why this prep's been relatively mentally easy for me. I, I guess Donise has that I've always been single and not been as busy as I am. I think being busy, um, things going well has kept me occupied and I feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm in an exciting part of my life right now. And I think that's major. Yeah. Sure. I've done preps before where it was an excuse to hide from bullshit. Like I was like, Oh, my life, my life over here is not in a good place. Like work relationship shit. Fuck it. Do a prep. Focus on that. Yeah, and it was a disaster, right? Because I, I, I wasn't mentally in the right place for it. I'm, I have a kid on the way. My wife is healthy. We're financially stable. We're, uh, I'm, the podcast is going well. We, like everything's in a very, very good place, and it's night and day the difference between prepping when you're mentally stressed and there's some anxiety going on and some things on like. You, my ducks weren't in a row. I feel like my yeah. ducks are in a row right now, and I have a support mechanism which is beyond what I've ever had before, aside yeah. aside from Luke. You know, yeah. the, the only thing missing is that. Um, yeah. and, and I think having that motivation of Luke means I'm not even cons- like. There's no yeah. doubt in my head. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm gonna get up there. It's the first prep I've ever done without him, and. Mm. That's why I, I wasn't even considering quitting. I'm like, even if I have to just go natural and just get on stage fat, I'm going to get to the end. I'm not going to 
like I set out to do something and it might not be the final look and you know what it's like as bodybuilders you you want perfection right yeah yeah like, and, and if one thing's off you you know oh, fuck it this is bollocks da, 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 da. but I can't you, you can't have per- perfect right there's no such thing as a perfect prep there's no such thing as you just make do with what you've got yep yeah well we uh we're rooting for you man and I'm 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 glad that we uh, get to hear you uh, on bodybuilding and bollocks, and uh, I'm glad you guys kept the show going. And I know uh, I know Luke could be pretty happy to uh, see everyone still laughing yeah. and uh, making fun of each other the yeah, way it should I would, be. I always say this: the the whole I was a bit nervous about the whole name, like my Instagram name of Squat Like Chow. Mm-hmm. It was entirely Luke's choice, and so now it's cemented in. That's never, I can't change. So, <laughs> you know how, like, most people have their actual name as their, yeah. Yeah. and then mine's Squat Like Chow, and I'm like, God damn, if I, I really have to actually be able to squat properly to have a name like that on Instagram. No. <laughs> oh, I, I think that, you could probably never squat again, and you'd still be Squat Like Chow. It's just like, <laughs> I'm not 300 pounds anymore, but I'm yeah. still rep 300. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, I just had a belt made with uh, Squat Like Chow put on it, and it's just, that's because I remember on the flight home from the Arnold was when I I signed with Redcon at the Arnold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke, Luke was like, you can't have. I had BL Chow, which is just like B, Ben Lee is my so BL Chow one. And he's like, ah, that's a bollocks fucking name. Change your Instagram name now. He's like, now people are gonna know who you are. And I'm like, what do I put it to? <laughs> and he, I love it. And he was like, because for my first ever show, he had T-shirts made. I've still got one of them. And it was the old, you know, Jason Ha had yeah. a strong like ball. Yeah. yeah. So Luke had one that said strong like chow on it. Right. Right. And he had like five or six of them made up for like my family, him, me, all to wear at my show for my first ever show. And then that's, so that's when he was like, fuck it, do squat like chow. And I'm like, oh, really? no way. I'm like, really? He's like, give me a phone, give me a phone. So he... He, <laughs> he actually did it. <laughs> on, the, on the airplane. On the airplane oh back home. On the back home from Ohio last year is when he changed it. And I'm like, it's, it's done. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's, 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 that's a good story. Um, we're really happy to have you, man. He gave us like, fuck, man. He gave us an hour and 40 of your time. Um, it's, uh, I know our fans are going to love it. I know that a lot of our fans are your fans as well. There's going to be a whole lot of overlap on this episode with uh, the Fuad crew, yeah. you know, just like with the James and the Luke episodes and the Ian episode and the Fuad episode, all really big hits. So uh, thanks for coming on, man. Um, you guys are always welcome over here. Yeah. No, uh, once we're allowed to travel again and do some shit, I was, uh, I, just, I said to Dusty, because Dusty's not too far from me. He's yep. <laughs> like, what, an hour and a half on a, a plane. Yeah. Yep. So... I would like to, if if you don't mind, I'm inviting myself next year when I'm when I'm a bit more well fed and I can hang <laughs> and I can hang with you on the hacks, then uh, I'd, I'd for sure love to get out and shoot some stuff with you guys and absolutely. Um, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. Awesome, man! Thanks, Ben. We appreciate it. Congrats on everything that you got going on. You're getting paid, being a bodybuilder, loving the industry, and uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All right. Adios, brother. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye. Boom. Ben Chow.
Man, he was we awesome. Some, gave we us some gem stories that I didn't even know about. That's fucking awesome. I love I love the squat like Chow one. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, what's funny is I mean, I guess he's what's it's accurate is uh, I didn't know Ben before that, so it's the only way I knew him. Right, it was just through through you through know. Instagram and everything. Yeah, and I think one thing that's interesting about Ben and uh, and I respect it, but I don't think he realizes. He's standing completely on his own now. In his yeah. head, he's still Luke's training partner, um, but he's not anymore. Like, you know, he is forever, but he's impacting so many people on his own in his own way now that uh, I think uh, as time progresses on, he's going to realize more and more like, oh, this is all me now. Yeah, he's you doing know? well, man. I, I've 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 met Ben in person several times and he's a great dude. And, um, you just get, uh, you know, when he was talking about how he doesn't want to like let his ego get out of control. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's one of the things about him, you know, I mean, you know, him and him and Luke were always together at the shows and I would always wind up chatting with him and doing the stop right. and chat and all that stuff. And at first, when you first meet Ben, he's quite a character to meet for the first time. Right. Yep. I mean, he's a big, huge dude. He's got the, you know, I think when I first met him, he had crazy hair. You know, he had the braids going on or whatever he had at the time. Uh, the the bandana, the big boots. You know, he's he's got his own style. So you're like, who's this dude? Like, right. <laughs> Immediately. This, dude, this, dude's, this dude's all the way, you know. And uh, and right away, he just comes across as like a super nice dude, very soft-spoken, you know. And, um, and that's sort of that's sort of common in our industry, right? Oh, know? yeah. Like Kai Green's a character. Yeah. He's a, he's soft spoken. You know, everyone everyone who's a character is always like, just kind of a really cool dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. No. He had so, uh, he had actually texted me yesterday and and had mentioned he was like, hey, I want to come down. And I'm like, I need like a two hour notice. Yeah. <laughs> I need time. <laughs> My house is your house. Let's do this. I mean, because we'd we'd have some fun. And I know the, uh, you know, my my only rule when people come to play is. Uh, that I got to make sure someone's there to uh, capture it because uh, oh, right. that's the one thing that I, I look back on, man. And I, you know, I hope our, our younger listeners will follow is we're so busy. And I mean, it's a good thing because everyone says, you know, don't be on your phone. Make sure you're living in the moment. But that being said, like I laugh. I have like three pictures with you. I Total. know. And I'm like, we I have don't, trained I don't and spent have. day, and, that, and that's not just you. That's everyone I know. And you're like, fuck, if I could go back and switch one thing, it would be, how do I not have pictures with every single, like, I have a zero pictures, actual photos in the gym with Jose. Because we're so busy just living. Yeah. That we I know. Don't. I, the, <laughs> the, people, the people that you're really close to you wind up never getting sometimes that's how I feel. I feel like I never get any yeah, of that you stuff. Don't with them. Think it's about the people it. I, then the people I see once in a while, I get a photo with them. <laughs> like yeah, I have yeah. like, I have like 10 pictures with Rob Bailey on my phone and I have none with my brother. <laughs> it's so true though. Like the way it works. So it's, it's, I always tell people that with the uh, guys coming up, if there's two things I would change, one would be that. And the other is I would have, kept and or gotten pictures from my earlier shows yeah if i could go back and buy the package of photos from my first show and stuff like that at the time i was the mentality was i'll get that stuff once i'm good yeah i know that's how i thought too was oh i don't want to 
get any of these photos because I'll just be better next year and I'll get photos then and it won't matter. And, and like, honestly, man, every single one of those Canadian nationals I did, all 13 of them were videoed professionally. And you don't have any videos? I don't have any copies of a single fucking nationals appearance that I was ever in. And I, I know for a fact that there's people out there that have all of those. And if I could somehow commission them to like, get all the video clips of me and do a compilation and I would pay money for that video. Oh, for but sure. That would just be such a huge task, you know? So, but yeah, there's, there's so many things I don't have. It's, um, it's, I, I got to do better. You well, know? I think this year also wakes you up to that. Like not doing the expos and all those things. That's exactly it. wakes it. me up to so many things like, okay, if I'm fortunate enough to get to do these things again, It'll be different. <laughs> it's going to be different. I mean, I'm going to feel bad for everybody because it's going to be pictures. It's going to be – and I always have enjoyed the work and the meeting the fans, but I think I'm going to enjoy it a little bit different next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, – I'm, are you getting nervous at all about, like, how long this is going to go on for and how much more bullshit we're going to have to go through? Do you, you see what, any man? daylight? I, I, I hope – I have hope that it's going to change and I, and I really hope so. But then something little will just set me off. Like yesterday I went to, went to go buy lotion and I was made to wait outside of the store until the equal amount of people that were waiting came out so we could go in. And I'm like, for fuck's sakes, we got the goddamn masks on. We're doing, if the mask works, why can't we all just go in there? What are we doing? Like that right. shit sets me off. Cause I'm like, I think the way that I live and my good fortune of people I know, my life doesn't change a whole ton with all this. So when I'm, it's funny, actually, I posted a, a picture of it because I was pissed. I put it on my stories and uh, my barber, Courtney, she messaged me. She goes, that's been going on for like months. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought it started right. yesterday because I usually order these online. <laughs> right. You know right, what I mean? Right. I was literally like, I'm so livid. And she was kind of like, hey, idiot, that's been going on. <laughs> yeah yeah you know no, so it's funny i i i feel very spoiled i mean uh, obviously there was a, a lot of stress and panic when we, we the businesses were shut and you know back in march april may there but um you know for the most part my life has kind of gone back to completely normal mm-hmm. and uh there's days when i think man like you know it makes me a little bit nervous right it's like yeah. too good you know Stuff but, feels uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're just kind of hoping for the best. I know some people are fucking like, isn't California still nothing's open? Like, what are they doing? They opened, and then uh, it's funny because I'm scheduling. I'm going back to Metroflex in a couple weeks. Yeah, he just and, won uh, his court his court battle with his uh, classification of his business. Yep. So he's in a good spot. But just to give you an idea, so San Diego, which they're not in San Diego County, but that county, they just opened all the restaurants and gyms and everything a couple weeks ago. And they're closing him again on Tuesday. God damn. You know, now that's not him, thank God. But I saw that and I was just like, like You know what you uh, do when you cl- you know what you do when you close a restaurant? You 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 do well all all the damage, but you also spoil a whole cooler full of food. Like which is you know what I mean? It, <laughs> like like they don't realize how much damage they do to a restaurant when they close it, how much, how much, how much it costs just to force them closed for any length of time whatsoever. It's absolutely well, plus you brutal. You close a restaurant and then 
what do you think? The the wait staff and the bus boy and all those just sit around and wait for their job to come back? They would be at a different job. Yeah. And then you go to open and you don't have anyone to work for you. It's fucking you nuts. Know? I went to a, 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 a real nice restaurant last night and it was kind of one of those things where you're looking around and it's not busy enough. Right. Because everything's changed and people don't have $300 to go to dinner and it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm enjoying it, but I was kind of looking going, number one, I'm fortunate. Um, but number two, it, it sucks because usually there's a wait and you, you know what I mean? I said reservations, but I mean, it's slammed in there. I'm in a restaurant at seven o'clock looking around like, huh? Yeah. So that I know no one in there is making the money they usually make. And you know, it's just crazy. I just, I'm trying my best. I've changed my, my outlook to just be like, Hey, it is what it is. And we'll get through the other side at some point. And every now and then I have my breakdowns when I'm just trying to get in the bath and body like any man's man does, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I need my lotion. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to do any questions at all? We've been on a long Uh, time. No, I mean, I think there was one thing I wanted to cover real quick, uh, because it was, it was something that popped up as soon as we got off last week that I thought was comical. Um, so you know who uh, Ashley Coswalter is, the bikini god? She won, she won the Olympia a few times. Yeah, yeah, and she's won a bunch of shows. Where long story short, uh, she took a year off last year, had uh, an eye issue. Um, she's back now, and she's won her first show, and obviously got her Olympia qualification, and she did another one and won, and I think she's won a handful of them this year. And how about other pros are mad at her? Because she keeps competing and taking where their chances at going to the Olympia. Well, this is what we talked about the other week there was how, like, that's how it used to be. She's just flex wheelering everybody. But and, I, and the thing is, is I, I laugh because it's like, hold on. So when the Patriots win a couple Super Bowls, should they take a year off? Yeah, Give yeah. Give you guys that, a chance to win the next year. Like, it, it was such a funny thing. And I... I, I don't follow her. I'm just not it's not my division. But uh, I got wind of it through a friend, and I go look it up. And number one, she's a champ. She fucking hit it straight on. I mean, she basically said, uh, I spent years losing, and no one cared. And I perfected my craft. Then I took a year off last year when you guys were all competing, and I couldn't. And now I come back. If you want me to not win then beat me yeah and i fucking and then she even said she goes i also put up what shows i'm doing and often there's two shows in one weekend so just don't come do the one i'm doing do the other one right but i really appreciated the way she took a stance on it and i'm blown away because i think it goes back to what i talk about with people in this sport how they're day one they've never like competed and they're like i'm gonna be a pro yeah But then it enhances because now you get to the top level and you have pros saying, and I quote, it's not fair. Yeah, that I I absolutely (laughs) in agreement. So here's what I would hope might come of that, because I actually don't like that only the winner goes to the O. Yeah, I I I I I used to like the top three guys from the big shows and all that stuff get to go. And it was even the one and you were already into the second guy. Yeah. And yeah. And then there's top five at the Arnold. They had a couple shows where they took the top five and it made the Olympia really crazy. And and it was just I I like those days. I liked having 20 guys at the O. Mm -hmm. Um, But so 
maybe if someone comes in and just starts winning all the shows, they're going to go, fuck, we don't have enough people in the O and they're going to change the rules again. Like right. maybe this will help. Maybe this will help kind of reset how they like do the it. I the idea too. Like, I mean, one thing that she put out that I thought was a strong answer was, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah. And, and I like, love I, doing it. So I yeah. want to do it. And I think when you look at it like that, and I totally agree with you as far as, they should probably look and go, wait a minute. We should, we own the Federation. We could change the rules today. Yeah. They should and, just start and, passing and off. change them. But I, you know, cause it's funny. Remember I was just saying like two weeks ago, I was like, man, I wish guys would keep doing shows. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's funny. So this is yeah. happening in another division, but the competitors are mad and it just makes me laugh. Cause I'm thinking she got two arms, two legs, using weights, eating protein, taking everything that you're doing beat her yeah you know so yeah. anyways i just thought it was an interesting topic and i i find myself uh without getting in my rants of last week um interested at the way that people look at things because um i remember that jose used to get that shit because he would do usa's and nationals and win both and then he'd go up a weight class and do it again the next year and people were like take your pro card and go away and he's like why i i I love when people try to say it's not fair. Is that your gardener? Yeah, he's he's decided our show should end soon. <laughs> and whenever, whenever, like I always tend to side with the even if I even if I want even if I wish the other person would win. If they say if they say the phrase it's not fair, all my alarms go off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. Oh, it's not fair. You thought you thought that people had to give you stuff? Yeah. That's Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So anytime anyone says this isn't fair, I always think, "Oh, fuck. Okay. I got to really analyze this situation here cuz those are usually that's usually not where I wind up agreeing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's usually the end of the possibility that you guys could see something yeah, on the same life line. Life is not fair. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Do your work. I don't care what whiny story you have about your situation. Mm-hmm. This is a reality of it, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. I'm, uh, I didn't know that. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. So go take a, go get a peek. It's very, it's, it's interesting. And then the, the best part about it, of course, is, um, the fans That's are not fair that it's not fair that Dexter Jackson has 30 wins or whatever yeah, the fuck he has. <laughs> exactly. It's not fair he keeps that he's winning 54 and he's still better than the rest of us. 78 and still better. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it was just an interesting topic. And like you said, it brings up the it's not fair thing. It's like, well, it's not fair that Phil Heath was born with his genetics either. But it is not what it fair is. that he doesn't have to train yeah. arms. Yeah. So at any rate, man, another uh, solid week. And we got a, another guest next week. So, yes. Back are, to back. Are we saying who the guest is, or we're gonna just wait? Uh, we'll wait. I like to I like to leave them on the edge of their seat. But it's it's anybody who follows me knows I'm a huge fan. So this is uh, this will be a good week for sure. Okay, looking forward to it. Thanks, Dusty. Thanks, Without. Scott, in the background. Thanks uh, to Ben Chow for coming on. And uh, remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding. 